Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Diving Deep with DL. Doing things over and over again could be a good thing or a bad thing, but that depends on what those redundant actions exhibit. Some say, how many times are you going to repeat that action? Why do you think they ask that? Actions can be performed a few times, sometimes, most of the time, and some are all the time. Does repeating something continuously actually prove anything? Or does it mean you got it? But do tell what is it? Well, it is the evidence. How does your actions confirm what's really going on on the inside? Because what goes on on the inside is what everyone sees and experiences on the outside. That's the plain old truth. You got your tanks. Let's dive in. This segment is titled Discipleship the Way of Life, Repetition. Repetition is proof, whether you want to admit it or not, and repetition in a person's actions can be good or bad, but bad is actually a lot worse than one cares to admit. But we need to be honest with each other, and sometimes honesty with another about their conduct can cause hurt feelings, and it happens most of the time especially if they disagree with your observations of their behavior, because the truth does hurt sometimes. Now, there are a few times when discussing one's behavior could cause tempers to rise, and spots of the leopard come onto the surface and reveal what's actually going on on the inside. Repetition that's lived out is the evidence, and it applies to both the physical and the spiritual realms. And it doesn't matter what aspect of the physical you're talking about. For example, in sports, the athletes call it reps. And reps create a consistency in play execution because the end goal is to win the game, right? In education, repetition in study produces knowledge. And knowledge produces understanding, which creates good grades. In business... Repetition to perform one's duties in accordance with company policies, bring forth promotion and additional income because the practice of consistency in one's level of execution in their performance. Doctors try to find particular medical condition to help a person's ailment that's causing complications and ask the question, what's the repetition component? So repetition applies in the physical realm, does it not? And it doesn't matter what it is, sports, education, business, or the medical field, and all other fields and actions are included in repetition, believe it or not. Now, as you know, you can have repetition in a good way or not, and that's the truth. Therefore, we can say that repetition is the evidence of what's really happening inside your existence and is lived out in your actions, both visually and audibly. Now, the truth, repetition also applies to your spirituality. And what we've learned is as a disciple of Jesus, God is more direct than humanity will ever be about his truth. And that's the truth about God. God expects and describes how their disciples must live in repetition regarding their own spirituality, and it must be in and by the truth of God only. But in order for you as a disciple of Jesus, you need to 
see God's work to be accomplished as the work of God has been ordained for you to carry out as his disciple in this world full of darkness and evil. Today we'll be diving into Ezekiel 36, 26 and 27. Because you must understand this amazing work of God is why you do what you do in repetition as their disciple and why people do what they do when they're not one and their repetition acts are recognizable as well. So, God says in Ezekiel 36, 26 and 27, Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I'll remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will be careful to observe my ordinances. Before we dive into Ezekiel 36, you must approach this passage with an NGA mindset. And for those first time listeners, that's no gray area because it will allow you to see the simple truth of God's communication. Amen? So the pure milk of the word of Ezekiel 36, 26 is, you have an old heart and a heart of stone. A heart that's dense, inflexible, callous, insensitive, and unsympathetic. That does not possess the capacity to be malleable, adaptable, pliable, or influenced. So, if God does not give you a new heart, then you have an old one. That was what I just said, and it possesses what I just said it possesses, yes or no. Do you know of anyone that has those adjectives to describe how they really are under the skin? I know I was like that, and all I can say is, but God. Am I the only one to testify of God's supernatural spiritual heart transplant? Were you like that once? Were you recalcitrant, obstinate, and unruly, plus a whole bunch of other adjectives to describe you? And now, after God's supernatural work in you, you now testify and say, But God? Because God uses old and new. And that's NGA if I ever seen it, agreed? You ever see anything that could be partially old and partially new at the same time? Next, God promised to give his disciples a new spirit. Therefore, the simple truth, you have an old spirit because God gives you a new one. Hmm, that's NGA, isn't it? Old or new? Yes or no? I wonder what the old spirit is capable of since God requires that his disciples have a new spirit. You must understand, believe, and accept this truth of God, and you can never pick it out yourself. You can never pick it up yourself. You can't get your own heart and spirit transplant. It's all the work of God. So if NGA applies to the heart and the spirit with the goodness of God, then it must be true to the evil that's lived out with the old heart of stone and the old spirit. This must be where the unison of the flesh and the spirit come into existence. But we'll get back to that. Now, agree or disagree? And I know that this truth of God will challenge you down to the foundation of your beliefs from what you may have heard, been taught, and believed. But what you must do as a disciple of Jesus is confirm that what you've heard in the past is what God actually says. 
and not what you've heard or been taught. And if it does not align with God's word and truths, then shred it, shed it, delete it, and toss it into the Gehenna pile because that's where it belongs. Because it takes the work of God in your life through God's supernatural spirit and heart transplant. And based on Ezekiel 36, 26, you cannot complete this work yourself. Is that a yes or no? Because if it does take the work of God to cause you to, and for you to be careful to, as God testifies of the result of their work in Ezekiel 36, 27. This is an amazing work of God and a wonderful promise of God to claim and believe because God really does do it. It really does happen. You must believe this truth of God because why would God say it if he didn't do it? Amen? And I will testify with all my new heart, God can do that work in you today. Do you need a heart and spirit transplant? Because God is right here and right now capable to perform this salvation work in you today. Abba, if there is someone that's listening today that currently has an old heart and an old spirit, please perform your supernatural spiritual surgical procedure in them right now. I ask this for them in Jesus' name. Amen. And if this happened to you today, then praise God. And please testify of God's amazing love and work performed in you as you now are one of Jesus' newest disciples as you begin to walk the way Jesus did. Amen. Praise God. Now, you must believe and understand that any good thoughts that come into your mind and into your heart and any good deeds that are carried out through your spirit, housing God's spirit, only come in and by God who performed his supernatural heart and spirit transplant work in all of his disciples. And that's you, my fellow disciples. See it this way. There are either clean spirits or evil spirits. There are either evil spirits or good spirits. And NGA applies here as well. I, I Remember I said earlier, sometimes the truth hurts. And, and you can find this truth of God in the existence of the evil spirits in God's word in the Old Testament and the New. I am telling you the truth. And if they existed in the Old and New Testaments, then they exist today. You can count on that. So, you see any pure evil acts in the world today? And if you answered yes, then the simple truth, they do. Now, since God says evil and unclean spirits exist, the question I have is, do you believe him or not? Because he has written that they do. And if you look around, do you not see the repetition of evil spirits at work in and through humanity in the course of this world? So, if your new spirit houses God's spirit, it's because God wouldn't put his spirit in your old spirit. And that's the plain old truth. That's why God must give you a new spirit for the occupancy of his own spirit. And here is the justification for this new spirit. It's confirmed in Ephesians 2 verses 1 through 3. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins 
in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them we too all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging in the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. I can only speak for myself. I know how I lived before God rescued me. So I'm going to testify. I was dead, and as a consequence to my spirit of disobedience and lifelessness, I practiced through the repetition the ways of the world, the repetition of immoral acts, impure thoughts, sensual desires. I was an idol. I created strife, very jealous, continuous outbursts of anger, caused disputes, envied others, continuously drunk, caroused around, fornicated before marriage, adulterer or after, was under the influence, control, and power of the devil. And I believe I was possessed by an evil spirit. And little did I know, I was a child of wrath, even as the rest. And all I can say is, but God. Do you want to say the same two words because you see the repetition of a few part of all or even more than those deeds mentioned of the flesh in your life? Because the plain old truth, your flesh houses your sin nature. And your flesh is more than the skin that covers your body. Your sin nature is where you'll find a plethora of sinful acts of disobedience to God. If one is living a life of repetition of sin, which is disobedience to God, then they are living out their sin nature in and through their skin is what everyone else sees and experiences on the outside. Do you remember the one comment about the flesh and the spirit working in unison? Well, they do, because an old spirit is void of God's spirit, which is new and good, because everything God does is good. Amen? So if the old spirit is void of God's spirit and goodness, then what's left? And if you use the NGA mindset, I know it's hard to swallow, but it Take it as truth, because that's the only way to look at it, because your flesh will not want to admit that evil exists within it. But God does make it true because of what he must do in you. Amen? Now listen to this truth. The flesh and the spirit are either in unison with each other, or they oppose each other. NGA. Now when they're in unison with each other, you'll see the repetition of depravity and what it really is. Let me ask you this. Do you think depravity has degrees? I mean, can you be like slightly depraved compared to exceedingly depraved? And then the slightly lives a partial repetition and the extremely lives in total repetition? But I would think in the truth of God, Though, God sees all depravity as depravity. And it doesn't matter how close one may be standing to the righteousness line, you're still standing on the side of depravity and live a life of rebellion to God regardless of its varying degrees. And the truth that the flesh and the spirit oppose each other can be found in Galatians 5.17. For the flesh sets its desire against the spirit, and a spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. So, 
If there's no opposition between the flesh and the spirit, then one would have to agree unison exists between the flesh and the spirit. So how could it be in unison since God says they oppose each other? Well, that's why you need a new spirit. Because the plain old truth, if you don't have a new spirit, your spirit will create in you the desire to live out the repetition of lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and a boastful pride of life, as I paraphrase 1 John 2.16. And God confirmed it later part of Galatians 5.17, the things that you please. And when you add what God says through the book of Galatians 5, 19-21, that says, Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, emanites, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envy, and drunkenness, carousing. And add what God says in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10 confirms the vastness and complexities of sin as it masks itself and takes on the multiple shapes, sizes, and conforms your mind to the deception that lives within it. And the deception of sin with the flesh and spirit become comrades to lead you further and further away from God and closer and closer to the flame. So the pure milk of the word. If repetition of sin exists in the flesh, it will be in the spirit as well. That confirms your flesh is in control and you possess no counterbalance from your spirit. Confirms an old spirit occupies your existence and the sin actions you're living out is the judgment of sin's occupation. Repetition is the evidence you're living in and by your flesh, controlled by its desires, and sin and lawless deeds are what Jesus came for, to deliver you from the guilt, shame, bondage, and condemnation of a sin-filled life. Because the flesh is against everything that God says is good. The flesh opposes God, refuses to accept God, and disregards everything the Spirit of God stands for and does. That's a plain old truth. Are you tired, beat up, and weighed down by the chains of sin's captivity? Then call out to God. That's why you need Jesus. Because Jesus is where the love, mercy, grace, and forgiveness lie. And he sends God the Holy Spirit to you with the power to break the chains of your sin nature's control and delivers you from the domain of darkness and the devil's influence, power, and control over you. Because when you are saved by God, God the Holy Spirit will empower you to control your flesh versus it controlling you and causing you to live a life of repetition of disobedience to God. Amen? So let's be straight with one another. And I hope you feel confident that listening to Diving Deep with DL, I'm going to testify to what God says. Then it's up to you to decide if you're going to believe God and do what God says or not. That's entirely your decision. That is the plain old truth. But I just want to remind you, though, 
2 Corinthians 5.10 applies to everyone. Now, where's evidence of repetition living in your life? And it can be more than one cares to acknowledge or confess to, especially when one's actions of repetition are carried out outside the view of others. But it may be outside other scrutiny, which creates the illusion of secrecy. Yet it is always, always, always in the scope of God's spirit, eyes and ears. You must believe that truth. Do you think if more people understood the truth of God's omniscience, they would reconsider how they think, speak, gaze, and act? But then again, if they have yet, maybe not. But if they don't, then God has not completed his supernatural heart and spirit transplant. And the truth, they simply don't care. Facing truth and accepting truth can be difficult, but you must be willing to face it if you're going to work out your salvation as a disciple of Jesus and live with the reputation, or excuse me, not the reputation, the repetition of the righteousness bestowed upon you by God. Now, please understand, I said righteousness bestowed on you by God, not self-righteousness bestowed on you by yourself. Your work is to work out your salvation in and by God the Holy Spirit. Listen to Galatians 5.16. But I say walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. So, God calls his disciples to walk by the Spirit. Now, this is not a side-by-side -side stroll down the path of life. No. This is by, you know, by meaning of, through, via, repetitionally, by the Spirit's power. His directives, his promptings, his inspiration, his leading you to righteousness. You develop a repetition in your walk as a disciple of Jesus with a purposeful gait living out your calling as a disciple of Jesus to go and make disciples as Matthew 28, 19 comes alive in you and you possess a great commission mission mindset. Is Jesus's great commission mission mindset a repetition for you? Self-check, yes or no. And living a life of repetition in righteous living is something all disciples of Jesus should aspire to live in and for every today that God gives you breath. Amen? You work out your salvation through repetition because you are filled with the fruit of righteousness which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God, as I quote Philippians 1.11. This life of righteousness through Jesus Christ must include your repetition in God's word. God's word needs to fill every area and cortex of your mind. This is crucial for every disciple of Jesus to possess, use, and refer to God's word as you disciple yourself and others. 
And faith in God that his word is true brings enlightenment, provides wisdom, causes clarity, judges the thoughts and tensions of your heart, equips you as a disciple of Jesus to teach others, reprove yourself and others, correct others and yourself, and train yourself and others as I paraphrase 2 Timothy 3.16. So that you through repetition in God's word, his truths, his statutes, ordinances, promises, and commands, cause you to become adequate for every good work that God ordains for you to do as their workmanship. And God testifies that you will be adequate and equipped more than any self-help book, class, or program could ever be able to make you adequate and equipped for every good work of God. Believe that. And if you don't believe me, then go read God's promise for yourself. It's in 2 Timothy 3.17. And I'm just going to ask you, are you going to believe God or not? NGA. Or do you think that humanity in its flawed condition can produce a work that will equip you as a disciple of Jesus for every good work that possessing a sin nature against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places in a world full of darkness, wickedness, evil, has a ruler full of foolish things, elementary principles that don't make sense, desires, defilements, corruptions, full of lies and tribulation. And you tell me you find a resource, you bring it to me. Because I have a resource, and the only resource we have that is worth anything to bank your life on is the word of God. Repetition in God's word is the catalyst to renew your mind. Repetition is the most, it's a must, not a most, it's a must that you desire to grow and experience in spiritual maturity. How you look at the work of God in and through your life if you don't have his word as the guide? How would you know it was actually his work? The truth, knowledge, and evidence that God is at work in you. And the understanding that you now, as a disciple of Jesus, know that God the Father has entrusted his word, his spirit, his life, his word, his light to the world in and by you. You should expect you will grow and flourish in spiritual maturity through the repetition of living in and by God's word and spirit as their disciple. Where else can you find this type of quality of life? Look around you. What do you see? You see all these people who, who are looking for truth. There's only one place and it's been out here the whole time. They just want to look at everything else. And that's only because of the flesh and, this, and, and, and the, the world distracting them from what the truth is. Are you going to start being a disciple or not? You see, repetition does apply in all aspects of your life, in both the flesh and your spirit. So where do you see the evidence point to? Does it point to your flesh or to your new spirit? And you could be living in and by your flesh right now, and I understand. We were all in Egypt, every single one of us. That's why God the Holy Spirit has brought this Godcast to you. You must believe that. Please know, I've been praying for you. And even though I don't only know a handful of listeners, God knows all of you. 
And he loves you so much that he's using Diving Deep with DL as his ministry being carried in and out through this new heart, new spirit, and renewed mind that I got to be the disciple, to make disciples and reveal that God can do in the lives of their disciples. Listen to this passage of God that speaks volumes. It's Matthew 19, 26. And looking at them, Jesus said to them, with people, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. It would be impossible for me to be where you are right now. And where you are, and where you are. But with God, he can be there, and there, and there. All at the same time. Praise God. Are you on fire yet? What do you need that you would move and trust and believe that God can use you? Can you feel the warmth of his presence? Can you see the fingerprints that are not your own? Then you must believe. It's God. I will quote what God said to his disciple Isaiah in Isaiah 55, 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. And brother David, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit, as God inspired David to write in Psalm 34, 18. I pray that if sin is a repetition in your life, that God the Holy Spirit will do a work in you today and you will experience the freedom, the freedom that truly does come when God's supernatural work and living in his, by his spirit happens. And if you're living a life in repetition by the spirit's work and power, then keep pressing on, my fellow disciples. Keep pressing on. But please tell me, why would you not want to practice by repetition God's righteousness every today that God blesses you with? And if you don't care, I understand. But... Do you really understand what that truly means about you if you have that kind of attitude? When you don't care about God's love, attributes, character, ways, word, will, truths, works, promises, and commands, and are not a repetition in your life, then what does that say? that you must believe that this work of God is really true and is still happening. Please believe God is calling you to address, and that would be to speak to, examine, and scrutinize the kind of repetitious living you're living out today. Believe that truth. That's why God, through his word, and having his word is an indispensable, indispensable weapon and must be in a disciple's spiritual arsenal with daily access to it, so you must depend on it as you walk and live by the Spirit of God. If you're going to live in repetition in your standing firm, in your struggles, in your resisting, in your girding, in your putting on, and in your shotting, and in your taking up for your spiritual warfare, then you got to believe that it's real and it's happening. And not fall for and believe the illusions and deceitful schemes that this spiritual warfare doesn't exist and isn't really happening. It's all your imagination. Now listen to him. That the sin in your life 
that you're living a repetition is deceiving you to believe that that's not really happening either. You're a good person. You do good things here and there, and everybody's not perfect. Nobody's you. I mean, you're human. You don't have to worry. Just live the way you want. Be happy now. There's really nothing to worry about. There's really no future either, you know. It's all going to end here. I'll tell you, God's word is the telltale sign to the enemy that a disciple of the only true God is approaching. And you can rest assured the flaming arrows are firing, and they're right at your head. Believe that. You got your shield and breastplate on with your sword in hand? I will challenge you today. Study what God says, then look in a mirror, compare what God says, and see yourself and what you're living out and what your thoughts, words, and deeds are, and what the repetition and practice of those deeds are. Do they align with God's word or not? And if they don't, are you willing to crucify them? Especially if you've classified them as good, but yet God is calling it evil. So, if there is to be repetition in your life, it must be by the fruit of the Spirit. And that's the evidence of the supernatural spiritual surgical procedure. Listen to Galatians 5, 22 and 23 as the evidence of God's supernatural work. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. In the early days of my salvation, I wish that my sanctification started with self-control and ended in love. And spend some time meditating on this passage because it does make sense. It starts with love and ends in self-control. But it does make sense because God is love. And God confirms his essence in 1 John 4, 8. And love never fails. 1 Corinthians 13, 8a. Therefore, God never fails. Then in me, I begin with God and God in me, and it's love in action. Then peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and truly attainable and then self-control becomes a repetition as a way of life and not a tedious exercise I need to try and master so I can control my flesh. No, it's God the Holy Spirit's empowerment that enables me to utilize this newfound capability and when other fruits are in bloom in and through my life, Self-control becomes an intrinsic, true-to-life, real-time triumph over my over-out-of-control sinful nature. I shouldn't have to depend on God to control my own flesh. What's my part in this salvation equation? If I love God above all things as I testify, isn't my flesh, my way, my will, my stuff a part of all things? So how can I proclaim I love God above all things and slip things into the tiles on my roof? I would be a hypocrite, I think, and just have the same old heart and same spirit and deceiving myself. How would you answer that? Oh, by the way, don't trust your flesh. So, cogitate on this. There's the purest gold beam scale of justice sitting on a large chunk of jasper. This is what Jesus will hold in his hand and will remove all influence, persuasion, and manipulation. And it's just the plain old truth. How will it tip? So, he puts on repetition. One side, 
flesh and spirit. Which way would it tip? Righteousness or unrighteousness? Obedience or disobedience? Faithful or unfaithful? Prayer or silence? Humility or pride? Service or selfishness? Koinonia or isolation? Giving or keeping? Others or yourself? Child of God? Child of the devil? Saved or lost? Blind or see? Heaven or hell? Which way do you think it would tip? As we head back up, take this with you. Jesus confirms sin originates in the heart, and when it, sin fills the heart, it floods the mind. Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew 15, 19. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murderers, adulteries, fornication, thefts, fault witness, and slanders. The pure milk of the word, you don't have to go anywhere to sin. Sin originates in your heart. And when Jesus says, comes evil thoughts, where do tell are your thoughts? They're in your mind, right? So that confirms your heart is the seed of your mind. That's the plain old truth. And what floods your heart fills your mind and you live it out. And that would be either good or evil. Have you ever asked, excuse me, have you ever asked God the Holy Spirit to be brought forth on you? Ask God for the Holy Spirit to enter into your life or ask God to have the Holy Spirit enter into someone else's life that you love, that need his spirit, because we can't do it without it. Have confidence. I'll be asking for God, the Holy Spirit, to come into your life today. Amen. Let me pray for you. Abba, we love you and thank you for today. This is a day our Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Abba, you have made it clear we need God the Holy Spirit to live this life of discipleship you promised. And it's only by your deliverance, Jesus' blood, and the power, teaching, and work of God the Holy Spirit to practice a repetition of your righteousness. And as your disciple, thank you for saving me and providing me the ministry to spread the good news of good things. This life of discipleship is the most wonderful blessing I could have ever dreamed or imagined, could bring so much satisfaction, fulfillment, love, joy, peace, self-control, energy, power, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I know in my flesh I am capable of living a wicked life. Thank you for the freedom and the ability to crucify the sin that permeates my flesh. You have taught me how to pray. And in my prayer today, I lift up every listener to you, Abba, that in love, mercy, and grace, you would bring confidence to those living with uncertainty. Let courage defeat fear. Replace weakness with strength. Take away helplessness and give them power. Bring calm where anger is raging. Order wherever chaos exists. Love in place of hate. Replace blame with forgiveness. Hope where there's despair. Bring your truth where lies are prevailing. Evil where good. No, no. Replace evil with good. Victory where there's defeat. Provide knowledge for ignorance. Create movement where idleness, quiet pride with humility. Let your rightness, righteousness overpower sin. Bring your marvelous light into someone's darkness. 
cause life to grow where death exists. I claim your promises and that you would bring the Holy Spirit to those who ask you in faith. In response to your word and truth, I ask on their behalf that you bring forth your spirit and remove any doubts that you are aware of their circumstances and you will come to them today. I pray and ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in to Diving Deep with DL. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Have a great week of worship and keep walking the way.